Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. How far would you go to heckle a team or a player to get some bacon? We'll talk about it today. Let's get started. All right. Hey, welcome to Church League Podcast. It's Roman, joined by Corey and James. How you guys doing? What's up, man? We're doing great. Yeah, we are doing great. This is take three, but we're not going to talk we're, about it. We're why. laughing. We're having a good time. Yeah. Um, um, if we, you ever want to come here and, and experience this live, we um, we suggest that you do. Just look, give us a heads up. Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, we're going to need that. Uh, but we had a good weekend. Um, yeah. I think it was, a, it was a lot of fun. We went to... Um, a youth conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee called Winterfest. Mm-hmm. As a youth minister, um, it's it's hard to really beat or top Winterfest. You got, you know, anywhere from, you know, twelve to 15,000 kids that attend this event, and it is impressive. Kids, kids and adults. Kids and adults. I mean, we had... But it's four kids. 40 plus, and then we had just as many kids as adults. I can't um, help that it's a great conference that everybody wants to no, go it's, to. No, it's, it's very unique. There aren't yeah. a lot of youth conferences that are that beneficial for the adult population as well. Um, I think this is almost like 13 years the Lambs have been there. Yeah. Wow. Um, so... Um, this was my 15th Winterfest. Yeah. Like, I've... And it's... This is... it's It's been going for a long time. I mean, this yeah. is... it's we're, I think it's nearing 40-ish years. Right. Do you um, think there's an option for, like, uh, side collections on a Sunday for uh, maybe a plane so we can make this trip a little quicker? <laughs> um, we do have a special contribution coming up. Those, those eight hours in that van. You didn't enjoy the van ride, James? <laughs> um, I gave you that out, by the way. I, I want you to know I gave you the I out. I will say it's pretty exciting with um, when things are going on with this discussion of revival in some of the church communities. Yeah. And um, Asbury College in Kentucky, there's a lot of... You know, some momentum in the news about church things. It's neat to see a population of kids getting together and having a similar experience. Maybe not the same, but I know there are other types of experiences like Winterfest that churches and groups get to go to, and yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's really cool to see those and see multiple opportunities in different states for people to be able to experience it. So it just happens to be the one we've done over the years and really been benefited by. So well, I in today's it. climate, it's just good to see that many people uh, that. Seeing that there is some hope out there, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, I think we had a couple of um, we had a couple of people who were experiencing Winterfest for the first time in our group. We had a fair amount of people. Um, actually, we had some. We had, to, we had some maybe that uh, haven't experienced that many Church of Christ people in, a, in a, an experience together. So, right. Um, it was a good. It was a good opportunity to um, see old friends. Man, we saw a bunch of people that we just we, we yeah. see every year at Winterfest, which is fun. So it was it was a good time. Yeah. And the road trip. I'll say Harrison, my oldest, said it didn't seem as long as I thought it was going to. Now, he did have a projector playing on the ceiling, and kids are doing Super Smash Bros. He did. And so, I mean, they have a different experience of a road trip than I remember as a kid, but I'm here for it. He was riding in the private jet of vans, though. (laughs) He had a nice van. He was. was. Sweet. He was. Um, Special collection. So, um, is Winterfest your Super Bowl experience as a youth minister, or I, I had a question. I thought, you know, what's that um, mountaintop church experience for for you personally? Um, no, I mean, like I love Winterfest. Like I thoroughly enjoy it, um, but it's not it. I mean, I'm a big camp guy. It's hard mm-hmm. to beat camp. Um, I think that that's probably like my happy place. Yeah. It's, it's where I feel the most like open and I don't know if vulnerable is the right word, but the most like where I feel like this is what I would want my ministry to be like all the time. Absolutely. And so camp is kind of where I'm at with that. I really 
I really need that sort of feeling moment in my life, and I look for that in different places. And even this year at Winterfest, I was kind of, I was taking notes and taking the experience in as a minister, but like as an individual, what was filling me. And I, and I really, I think camp specifically, Spring Mill in the basement, yeah, singing. We kind of split the kids, the girls and guys have a chance to sort of speak up on some things, and we do some singing laced in between it. And it's been a very filling thing. I think that's probably where I'm. I, I, I want to be the most when I'm looking for that experience. So I think it's it's neat. And maybe it's because it's more intimate or maybe we feel safe there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still times at Winterfest where I haven't let my guard down yet. But yeah, but I thought that's interesting. What about you, James? Do you have a – is Winterfest – is that a good experience for you? Yeah, I think it's a real fun. Um, it was good having uh, the two older boys there this year. Yeah. You know, Taylor's been – I think he went once – uh, I think last year was his first year. Mm-hmm. Renee and I went a few years back with uh, Cameron Avenue, the old church. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's 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 powerful. Uh, it's, I think it's a good way to come out of wintertime too, kind of start spring in a in yeah. a you know yeah definitely in a good headspace. And you had you had your whole family and um, some of Renee's family got to come and visit us. Yeah. So I mean, that's a it's a family reunion, man. I walked in the first session. There's probably five or six different churches. We're across the street from two churches from the Hampton Roads area, yeah, which is super cool. Um, the the church directly beside us is a church from um, Arkansas, Levy Church of Christ, that uh, we had worked in the Dominican with, and that youth minister is still with them. So Jesse Stacy's hanging out right beside us, right. and we're like, we're seeing people that we haven't seen in a long time. It's just a really cool experience. You know, what we did get to see while we were there. What the All Star Game? Ooh, yeah, we did. Um, we watched it. Ish the whole All Star Weekend, not just the game. We did watch, yeah, we watched all like all of All Star Weekend, and there was only one thing that I think was worth a highlight in that entire thing, and that was the dunk contest. Yes, and Mac McClung specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrese Halliburton wasn't terrible. Oh uh, no, no, he was that in was three point, point contest. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, I don't know if I could name anybody else in the dunk contest. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It Max, was the Max, Max, the guy. It was the Mac McClung show, and he killed it. It was he. Single-handedly saved the dunk contest this year. I think that's what Shaq said. Yeah, uh, flat out, he said he saved the dunk contest. He he sort of built it up too. Prior to the he dunk did. contest, he said, "Hey, I've got at least two dunks you've never seen before." Um, he's known for being um, jump out of the gym dunker since he was in high school. Yeah. He went viral then Gate before City. Zion went viral, and uh, spent some time at Georgetown, Texas Tech, I think, in college. Yes, Georgetown to Texas Tech, and then has been in the NBA um, with the Warriors. Now the the 76ers picked him up on a two-way deal. Yep. Um, he was drafted by the Lakers, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's only played a handful of games. Right. And he played some pretty good minutes for Golden State Yeah. Um, through some injuries. Mm-hmm. But he was mostly G League. Um, it was cool. We got we like drove through like Gate City on the way back from Winterfest, yeah. and it's cool to kind of be you know think about oh yeah, Matt McClung was like dunking over there. Not He's too a confident kid. Well, and for, swag, for his sure. dunks, all of his dunks he completed on his first attempt, and yes. they were like smooth yes. with no yeah. flaw. He like yeah, 50s. the other guy like throwing his elbow in the rim and like getting yeah. hung, mangled in the net. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't understand the whole like don't why do the same dunk twice? Like yeah. I mean I don't. I don't know, he's going for like the flare where there was a note, and he was like, "Oh, it's, it's fifty or whatever," and he ripped it. It was just, it was well, awkward. You're not topping Vince Carter's arm in the rim, no, like just not. leave it alone, dude. It's not. Well, McClung had prepared. He said him and his friends got together. I, I listened to an interview yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they they really just spent some time talking to him about it, and and they were asking him what he thought about what people thought about. It. He said, "I really wasn't, in, you know, thinking about what people, even even famous people." He said, "I was there for my friends, my family." Um, the schools that I've been to, the people that I represent, and I just try to stay grounded in that. And he was full, he was prepared. He came talking um, 
a big game beforehand, and he that first dunk was huge because if he didn't pull that off, it would have yeah. been oh gosh, here's this yeah. guy talking trash and not doing it. He did a great job. Got all fifties except for one forty nine. One Lisa Leslie. Yeah. Yes, that's outrageous. By the way, hey Lisa, you're not invited to the podcast. You've only dunked once anyway, like, so why are you? Ridiculous. Hold up. Have that's any ridiculous. Have any of y'all ever dunked? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, I've dunked. Dude, I got on a ten foot goal. Yeah, in high school I could dunk. What? Not like crazy. I'm not like. No, that's awesome. I could dunk in high school. I thought about it once, but it never, no, never happened. I, I, I got a hoop in the driveway, and I dunk all over the boys all the time. <laughs> I, I made it up to nine the other week. I broke my wrist dunking once. There you go. We put it on six foot, <laughs> put, put a crate on the ground, and I was go- or it was eight foot or whatever, and I was going to jump off the crate. The crate slid. It was the dumbest thing ever. That's Senior fantastic. in high school. It's like it was a really smart move. Recent like gender reveal, the guy went to dunk for the gender reveal, and he <laughs> slipped, and like like I think for real, like hurt yeah. his back. They had a boy, though. So so the whole All-Star um, weekend, we, were, we, didn't, we didn't take over the TV. There were TVs in the in the cabin we were staying at Winterfest, so everybody could watch different things. But the main room TV, we kind of had the sound down, and we watched. We experienced it. I thought three-point contest is usually one of my favorite things. I was disappointed with the contestants. I never realized how ugly some of these shooting forms are. Right. Like Ty- Tyrese Halliburton shoots his thumb or something like yeah. that. It was it was hideous. It's definitely the Reggie Miller school of shoot, it was shooting. Not good. And then what's his name? But he like killed he was it first round. He had thirty something. Well, it looked name? like he was about to. He should have been on like a volleyball court or something right. instead. Herder, Huter, yeah. Her, I don't know. It yeah. is not like lowest the, score ever. The headband, like that was. I thought he was gonna come out and kill it because. Yeah. I mean, why not? And no, trash. Yeah. I mean, really disappointing. I would like to see. The highest percentage three-point shooter in the league, whoever's made the most three-pointers. Buddy Heald, which was Buddy Heald Right, this year. and then the the last year's champion and any other champions that are occurring in the league. Like, if, yeah. if you're going to get into that mm-hmm. three-point competition, you have to be shooting really good if you haven't won yet. And then I want to see those people go go against each other. Dame Lillard went in was a big deal. Right. Uh, but I was I th- disappointed for sure. I'm, I always wonder if, like, I think the league asks, like, Curry and Clay to not – consistently do the three-point contest because I really don't think anyone wins against them unless they just like freak out and like they're one of those like buddy healed type that gets so streaky that they just like make everything yeah. um but I also if I'm Curry or Clay like I don't know why I'm not if I'm not hurt like why would I not participate in that and win I think Curry in a wheelchair could have could have done just as good. No, could have made it to the finals of this year. So I think he probably. actually does that pregame sometimes. No, I'm sure he sits on the bench and probably can make three-pointers, so why not? Yeah, dude's nuts. I mean, it's not. The skills challenge, and we don't even need to spend any time at all. Oh it was disgusting. Terrible, like, man. they didn't even have to make shots. They were just trying to complete the yeah, it was not, the obstacle course. It, it was, was terrible. I, I, compared Comparing the NFL and the NBA All-Star um, Pro Bowl experience, I thought the NFL kind of did a better job. I'm, they I'd did, rather, but it still sucked. <laughs> so I'd bad. probably rather watch an elementary school field day, to be honest. <laughs> right. I mean, really though, it took a war gets real. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a good question. That uh, the hot, the potato sack races, like Ooh, that's yes. much better than yeah. Skills three legged race. <laughs> At least, and you do some scouting. You get to see what kids are going to be good. Yes, I, I love that. Well, the the other thing on TV that we were kind of watching was the Daytona 500. We did. And what I noticed was people weren't complaining necessarily when they were watching NBA. Yeah. But the TV was off. And I looked at my phone, and there's like 50 laps left in the Daytona 500. And so we came from outside, inside. We turned the TV on and muted it, and we got ridiculed by multiple people. Why are you watching I was one of those people. And I'm like, we didn't change the channel. We didn't even have the sound on. 
and people had a, a negative ex- negative experience already. I think that just goes to show how terrible watching NASCAR is. People would rather watch mm, nothing no. than well, watching NASCAR. Part of the experience is the announcers, though. Like, we right. missed that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because you know, yeah, it's it hard to understand. I, I will say I've been a fair-weather NASCAR. Like, you'd have to have a really good personality for me to be invested in it. Um, Dale Earnhardt, back in the day, you know, captivated me. But for a while, I was like, no, why would we watch this? And then I went and watched it live. It changed I mean, the, I the reason look, why I care look, about I've, it. I've been the Tone of 500 Live. Yeah. And what's the race we watched? Nah. As a certified NASCAR hater right here, yeah. I am that guy. <laughs> like, it's trash. It's so the Daytona 500's tight. You're not passing, really. It's just bumping. It is trying to, boring yeah. cars yeah. going in boring circles because 191. With Most of the time, they're car, ovals, actually. Like, what is it? They're ovals. They're yeah, circles. there it is. So, so, like, the reality is, and this is me just being honest and, you know, saying what I truly feel about this activity of, of whatever NASCAR is, is that it is cars that are all going about the same speed, so they don't even look like they're going fast because the track is a mile long. Is that it? Is something like they that? They vary. Yeah, Two miles, yeah. They're going mile, 190. And I know, I mean, and 190 is outrageously fast. Like, yeah. it is, I get that, but it doesn't look like it, so it doesn't matter. Um the wrecks are cool, but then it's like, am I should I be excited for a wreck because then someone could legit get hurt? Right. And like fans are like, yeah, wreck, and you're like, yeah. well, that's what, what kind of sport is this? Like this is, I mean, that's how Dale Earnhardt died, if I'm correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. cool. Um, but they also say that he used to like not wear his safety gear like he was supposed to. Yeah. Like he could have been in his car with like his helmet off. Like he didn't care. Well, he had a mustache from the gods. That, yeah. yeah, that so, like, typically why saves cover you. that up. Yeah. Well, I think I think NASCAR. And you look at the crowd, it is, there are so many people at these events, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, either, you're either traditionally cheering for someone that your family cheered for, yeah. and then you carry that on, or you're cheering for a brand of car, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, whatever. Some people are real adamant about that. We cheer for Chase Briscoe. He's from Mitchell, Indiana. He, Which is really cool. Right. So Laura Beth um, does magical vacation planning through that company. Um, so if you want to do out. a vacation, yeah, talk is, to Laura Beth. Is there a link in the description below? Yeah, we'll put a link in the description <laughs> below. There will not be a link but, in the description um, below. But they like sponsor Chase Briscoe's car. So there are certain races where MVP, magical vacation planners, on the car. That's and cool. so we got to go and get the whole pit crew experience and all that stuff. And it was great. And met him. And he's an amazing guy. As somebody out. who doesn't watch NASCAR and like I'm watching these vehicles and like messing up names intentionally because I think it's funny. Right. Um, is that frustrating to individuals like you who like are at least slightly invested in the sport? Um, a back, li- back in the day when I used to watch it a whole bunch, it actually was. I used to get irritated. Yeah. But then they would like scroll through the uh like the lineup, and then you have a guy named Dick Trickle that's in the lineup. <laughs> yes, right. and it's hard to not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's There's funny because I'm not super invested in it, but I think there are parts of it that if you gave it a shot, you'd be more interested in. Like I did find out there was overtime, which was exciting to watch. Yeah. The one lap, like I'm, I'm here for. I think I had a yeah. pretty solid idea on the way back from Winterfest, and I was like, let's make it 30, 40 laps, but make the make it to where it could be eight, nine wide. Yeah. And just let him go to town. Let him go to town. I, man, can you imagine? Well, it's, inter- it's interesting. I, I think as 
we, we do a sports podcast, right? So we have to try to diversify what we're paying attention to yeah. if we want people to listen. And so part but of me is like, all right, we, we should talk about this. <laughs> I ruined it for a lot of um, this. I've struggled wanting to wanting to watch it, or maybe I would watch it to fall asleep to it. I do that with golf a lot. I do that. It's with okay. Golf. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. Gonna, I mean, there's no shame in that. But experiencing it live and seeing the pits live, seeing the people who are also putting those cars together, they're yeah. working on those cars. There is so much more to this. Just a driver getting a car and going that was impressive to me. And honestly, the fans are impressive. Yes. I don't understand die the hard. the diehard fan, uh, the NASCAR fans that they have, but they are impressive. It's not a mullet. And so um, it is a culture that is hard to explain, but once you kind of see it, you respect it. Well, if you, if you can't respect a uh, pit stop with four tire changes and a full tank of gas in 10 seconds, yeah. like... Very that, impressive. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's pretty impressive. legit. So of, of the NBA All-Star game and the Daytona 500, what do you think was more exciting? Ooh. Like the whole weekend or the game? Just the game. The game was terrible. Weekend. No, the, the game, game was, was I would I would watch the last fifty laps of NASCAR every day okay. before watching the All Star game. That says something because the All Star game was the worst basketball game that there has ever it been. It is terrible. I wish they would get rid of it. Yeah. There's not a point to it. And I think of all the sports, baseball still does the best with their all star game because it means something. It does. Well, I think the I mean, best part easier. and the home run derby is man, come on, we're not yeah. there yet. But the base, baseball does such a better job. NBA though, it's you're what you're trying to see if they're going to score two hundred points. Yeah, and that's the only reason why they're out there. It's mm-hmm. foolishness. Well, and to highlight the uh, All Star game, I think uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going at each other for about three or four possessions. That was, I think, my highlight because actually there was defense. Yeah, and they were yeah. like clowning each other. It, you know, it was kind of it was. Good well, to Le- see a little bit of defense. LeBron tried to play defense, blocked Siakam, and then caught his hand in the net in the yeah. rim, and he had to come out. Tatum went off, and him and he and Lillard were both going off at the same time. But Tatum ended up with like fifty-five. He he hit five three pointers in a row at one yeah. span. He should have fifty-five. No one's putting a hand up. He's by himself. Like, well, it's funny when we were watching it right there in what second, third quarter. Uh, everybody started started kicking in. They're like everybody wants to make a run for that uh, MVP. I guess. And Tatum yeah. was there. Donovan Mitchell started shooting a couple. Yeah, and it was then Donovan he, Mitchell. And, yeah, yeah, and he never got the ball court. back, yeah. so he just took himself out of the running. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That kind of stuff is frustrating to me. Like it to me, like the the All Star Game MVP might as well mean nothing. Three point two. I mean, no, there's there's no right. There's I mean with with no defense. Like who was it? Jokic that was like this format's stupid. Like don't even don't even in. draft me. Yeah, yeah, this is stupid. Like he doesn't. <laughs> he's like I'm not that great of a three point shooter. I want to pass and I want to rebound. Like right. He and he's not a high flyer. So nobody's like throwing him a hoop. Or any all time greats trying to use their. All Star Awards as part of their Michael Jordan goat fans use his All MVP anytime anything for all of it on a regular for basis. regular season MVP is a different story. They say All Star game, All Star game too. that does not go on your NBA uh, LinkedIn. It you should not. You know? <laughs> it should not. I mean, and I'm not. I don't like. It's whatever. I don't. I don't. I think the All Star game is. I don't know why it doesn't mean something in basketball. I mean, there is. I mean, I know that at any point somebody could get injured. I get football. Like you're not going to go ham because you could. Like really get hurt. It's a reward. Hey, you did good. Uh, any any business should have some sort of incentive based reward. So right. the All Star Game pays you. Mac McClung he made a hundred thousand dollars off of the dunk contest. Yes. That almost doubled his career earnings. Mm-hmm. So like that's a huge deal for a guy like that. Yeah, I, I would say put in G League players and the team that wins. Those players get a two way contract. Like. 
yeah. like a ladder match. You put a contract up there and say, "Hey, the winning side, these teams are gonna they're gonna sign you and you're gonna play this next year." You would have some real basketball. It's almost played. like a small combine or something. Yeah, yeah sure. Let these guys get well, some there'd light. Be, there'd be good basketball, and it would be it would I think it would feel more like NCAA tournament feel maybe like I, well because the game like that is the only game that matters in the moment right and so everyone's going all out as hard as they can for that game yeah yeah well and, for players who have something to gain from it yeah like none of these players have like i don't i'm assuming that there are some incentives an all-star game mvp is an incentive right playing is is an incentive playing scoring just, a bucket and going to the bench for Giannis is for an Giannis, incentive. absolutely yeah. so he gets in he gets you know, he gets extra money because of that, I'm sure. It's yeah. in his contract, I would assume. So, like, I think those things are stupid. Yeah, but there's nothing to really play for, you can tell. Yeah, they they're don't not care. out there. They don't care. Yeah. And it's not even, you know, it's not like it's restful for them. Like, if I'm a player, like, uh, if there was no incentive in my contract to, like, be on the All Star team or to, like, play in the All Star game, yeah. um, I'm probably not even trying to go for it. And the the halftime show on the entertainment was kind of I didn't get it either. Didn't understand it. You lit, literally, literally could not understand anything anyone was saying. And yeah. I think that they were like mostly speaking English, or and I couldn't yeah. like I and I, but yeah. I couldn't understand anything yeah. they were saying. Like, but it was cool to see like Pascal Siakam like recording and like getting really yeah. into it. Like I that is that was worth it. Yeah. But as a fan, of, like I couldn't. Couldn't understand anything. I do appreciate them trying to use the, the influence, the global influence, to kind of highlight some things. Sure. But, um, if you're talking about, you know, if you want to see people play, play hard, then college basketball is where it's at. That's, oh, yeah. That's sort of – that's what I'm most excited about. That's what – when football ends and basketball ends and baseball sort of starting, you get this lull and March Madness just dominates that point. Well, it makes it one of my favorite things ever. Well, March Madness is the move. Um, you got a couple teams that are – Currently, in places that I didn't think that they would be, Texas A&M being one of those, number two in the conference, they could, I think they could easily win the SEC um, yeah. you know, tournament. Alabama's above them right now. And it's actually Alabama, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's kind of went on a spiral. They've lost four out of five yeah. in the SEC. Well, Kentucky beating them was a big was a big deal. Right. And Alabama's got some some things they're dealing with within their program. They, you right. know, they, had a, they have a tragedy there with one of their players, one of their main players. And so – um, the coach is trying to to deal with that and quantify that. Michigan State had um, a tragedy on campus. They were the first time their men's program has played at home. They played Indiana last night. Yeah. Um, and I was Indiana was favored to win that game, but in my in my mind, I was like, "There's no way." Right. If this crowd gets going with the emotion of this experience, they're going to be able to do it. And and Michigan State beat us by like 15. Um, it's they hard were, to win they on the road. Tight for a little bit. I watched yeah, some they, of that game, and they at the beginning of the game, Indiana looked great, but. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough environment to win on the road anywhere, mm-hmm. but um, but these kids are actually dealing with life circumstances as well. Yeah, and th- and then to get to the tournament, some of these schools they only get one shot to get noticed. Mm-hmm. So you got guys that are out there trying to really make a name for themselves. It's their one shiny moment, literally. When you get Tom Izzo, is going to coach his team well and have them prepared. I I think I mean like he clearly does it well in the tournament. You could tell that he does a good job in moments where being able to like handle emotion, yeah. Um, which I appreciate. Shashevsky was good at that, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, the greats are. Yeah. I mean, it's that's they're able to get the most out of their players in times when you think that there would yeah. there'd be nothing left to give. Yeah, um, there's a there's an underlying story from Detroit Mercy, um, Antoine Davis. That's Mike Davis's son. Mike Davis coached at Indiana. 
took yeah. them to their last national championship game where they lost to Maryland. Um, his son is 124 points away from breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record in college. Now, yeah. that's a fifth year. He's sure. got three games left. He's going to average have to average 40-something. And, and yeah. if they win the third game, which would be their first game of their conference tournament, he might be able to get a, f- a fourth game to kind of make that more doable. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a legitimate record if he breaks it? Yes. Even with the fifth year? I mean, like... It's an option. Might as well count I mean, it's right. an option. Okay. Why not count it? I agree. I mean, Do you he th- also, did he also miss a year with COVID? Um, yeah, I guess. But they he give would him a COVID have. year. He would have missed a year with COVID. Or maybe that would yeah, have been last yeah. year, his fifth year. However, I don't know how they're... But I mean, like, it's a... But it's. But I mean, Pete Maravich is probably the main player for that team all four years, where Antoine Davis has probably had to yeah. fight for that. Spot I mean, I would bit. count it. I mean, I don't like. I don't now, know why if wouldn't. if in the last game he was fifty points shy, and they basically did a, hey Kobe, it's your last game. We're going to give you the ball every time. What, how would you feel about that? Like if the teams, if the team let him score sixty, I wouldn't like enjoy it. I don't know that you like. I mean, it's not like he didn't put in work. Right. Well, like, if you're the opposing team, you know, I, I mean. If I'm coaching, I don't let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah, no, you're just not happening yeah. to me. No, let somebody no else way. drop 50. He's Absolutely. not. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if it happens and you tried to make it not happen, then yeah. good for him. Yeah. It happens, yeah. happens naturally. I don't think at the run. college level there is the ability like, was it the Nuggets or the Jazz? I can't remember who Kobe played against last thing. It was maybe the Jazz. and It doesn't matter. But, like, they clearly gave him buckets. Like, it was here. Yeah. Half yeah. three. I don't think you can – I don't think that the That's college not happening allows this, yeah. for that. No, absolutely yeah. not. Like, I think a coach would – be heavily scrutinized yeah, by the yeah. AD. I would say for maybe four podcasts, we've talked about mentioning this. We haven't because it's it didn't seem doable. We didn't right. know if he was going to be able to make it. It's a possibility, which is an exciting thing. Um, I think it's a next-level thing. Who talks about Detroit Mercy? They're not even a 500 team. They would have to win their conference tournament to even make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But it's a kind of a neat thing to watch. Who did um, Pete Maravich play for in college? LSU. Right. So does it matter that Detroit per- – Detroit Mercy is not playing anybody. Like their schedule is, like, does that? I mean, like, do people are people looking at that saying, okay, they're playing? So probably yes and no. So he's probably playing less defensive teams. Yeah. But he doesn't have other players surrounding him that's going to open the court. So if you're the sure. only main guy on the team, you know, LSU probably had other scholarship athletes that would open the court for Maravich. He was also one of the all-time greats yeah. in NBA, not in, just yeah, college. In so um, that's where. You're going to take it with a grain of salt. It's not like suddenly you're going to think, oh, this Davis kid is better than Pete Maravich. And that's right. kind of foolish. But you're, also, you're still playing college athletes. It's not like, you know, this isn't like an, uh, a YMCA record. You know, you're still playing yeah, but against there's a athletes. There's a big difference between well, there is, four and five star recruits and, yeah. um, you know, Detroit Mercy recruits. <laughs> um, Sorry, Detroit Mercy fans out there. Yeah. But you did get a shout out in the podcast, so take but, what you can get. You know, you know whose fans aren't sorry, and that would be Virginia Tech fans. Oh yeah, man! Um, because they brought home the bacon. They did. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Virginia Tech recently, um, the opposing player, right? Is it the opposing player? Yeah, they, opposing missed, player. they missed two free throws in a row. Right. It was a game where if they missed two in a row, all the fans received bacon. I'm su- I'm assuming that's Smithfield. Smithfield bacon. Smithfield, it's, yeah. You know, it's a Virginia thing. Yeah, it and is. And they missed two. The crowd went wild. The announcer had a Golden Nugget, actually. If I can find it, I'm going to play it right now. The NCAA tournament for sure. Now, they have some vulnerabilities. Now, we got to get this here. After Jordan Miller missed that free throw, the crowd's going nuts. Here's why. If he misses the second one, everybody in this house gets free bacon. 
the frying pan. Oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, right. I mean, like, it is so, so good. It's yeah. so, it's so comical. Well, like, that was last night against Miami, right? Was yes. that the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and if I remember correctly, Miami annihilated Virginia Tech in football this season at Virginia Tech. Hmm. Um, that typically does happen. Right. And it's funny to hear the 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 piece where he's like, "Oh, Virginia Tech's six and one when, when they win the bacon. When they win when when you know the, they bring the bacon home hmm. or something like that. They're and six and two now because Miami <laughs> also won that game. Um, how, yeah. much, how much bacon is it? It's a, I think I'm assuming a pack of I'm bacon. I'm assuming a pack, like of, a bacon. pack yeah. of regular. Which, by the way, regular bacon as opposed to thick cut. Thick, thick cut. Like I'm gonna pick thick cut. Is it the microwave bacon or just I like? I'm you, assuming it's just the regular. They got a bunch of warm bacon sitting out at the front of the. <laughs> hey. When you leave, grab your warm bacon. It's like Ron Swanson bacon. taking vegan bacon, yes. and throwing away. Something about you liking thick cut bacon doesn't surprise me, Roman. Why? Because <laughs> I think they called you thick cut bacon in high school. Is that a fat joke, Corey? No. Are we fat shaming no, me right you're thick. now? No, it sounds like you're calling me thick. Fat. With three C's. Like. No, it's fine. You know, you know what? It sounds like you're trying to distract me from what we're trying to talk about. No, um, no. <laughs> I think it's speaking of distractions. Um, the free throw shooting, and there's all kinds of different ploys or different ways to distract yeah. the free throw shooter. Yes. Um, I went to a 76ers game with my kids on spring break, or guess last year. And if they missed two free throws in a row, they're playing the Bulls. Everybody got chicken nuggets from Wendy's or something. New chicken nuggets. And it Spicy didn't happen. And Wendy's are really good. By um, the way. They had a couple of opportunities where it was close, but um, but you know they hit one out of two every time, and the fans were terrible. They were. Just screaming obscenities <laughs> at them, and it was it was hostile. They wanted their nuggets, right? But you watch these these, especially the college sports. Yeah, you see these um, ways to distract. Um, there are some really cool ones out there. Um, um, Arizona State has this curtain of distraction, so good, and they close it, and then when they open it behind it, something happens. Yes. So um, they have you know someone jumping out in a swimsuit, or they had Michael Phelps actually come out with gold medals once. Yes, they did, and distract the free throw shooter. And he was in his little speedo. <laughs> so I mean, that is that is next level. Then you're getting an Olympic athlete, and I greatest Olympic the greatest athlete of all time. Yes, is your team that good when you're that worried about the? Uh the free throws like that? You know? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't, our okay. team's our team's terrible. Hey, but I mean, let's like, make this you're fun. A, you're a Duke guy. Duke does yeah. it, and Duke gets crazy with it. They had a speedo guy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he he rose out of the crowd like a phoenix rising from the ashes in he, this little speedo and just dancing. And then I mean, the guy missed the free throws. It was a big deal. Yeah. So um, I think one of the schools they like they did a live birth where yes, like they, they had a, they had this cup sheet and they pull out this this little fan and um and they 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 use that as distraction they use these large faces or heads the hypnotic things that spin yeah I mean there's a lot of really cool things that sports do and I love that about sports so whenever someone gets bacon for it that makes it even better I am interested though in your thoughts on the idea of of heckling or what the or how far is too far. Like as a as someone, I mean, three Christian dudes here. Yeah. I mean, how far is too far when it comes to trying to distract somebody from making a free throw? Like, obviously, I want my team to win, but like, what's at like at what cost am I willing to like give up? Like, what am I willing to give up for him? Like, can I? Like, I think cussing is clearly too far. I, th- I but like, you know, where's the, the sports line there? Because I think the sports line is maybe a little bit different. The big cardboard cutouts and like the little hypnotized things, yeah. and, you know, swaying back and forth. You know, I think that's all good. But I yeah, once you start, fun. yeah, once you get personal with people, like right. talking about people's family, and yeah. you know, that that's well, a little even, much. Um, Georgia quarterback, they I guess they'd given out his cell phone number. Yeah, they was did. that the Tennessee game? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so the Tennessee fans were calling him, trying to keep him up all night. He scored that first touchdown. I was like, hey, call me. Like, yeah, he did. He handled that really well, but some some fan bases take it too far. Mm-hmm. I think if it's all in fun, when someone um, – I, I really have a problem if I'm a fan there with my kids and the crowd is all yelling the same obscenity at a player or the officials because of a bad call mm-hmm. – then it really makes it tough. Now, I use that as a teaching moment. We went to a 76ers game against the Bulls. We were yeah. up in the nosebleeds, and it was d- disgusting, the things that people were saying. And we, my wife was even like, can we move? And I said, where are we going to move? Right. The F word is being said everywhere. Literally everywhere. We well, cannot run from it. You're in like the 300 sections, and people are yelling like people, like nobody hears you. Yeah, nobody like, sit down. You. Yeah, so, I mean, even at NASCAR, the good thing about NASCAR is you can put the headphones on, you can kind of, you don't have to hear it. You only have to hear the what's his the pitmaster what's his name the pitmaster the pitma is what? this a barbecue show now what is it what is it who is the guy the crew chief the crew chief, crew chief. Yeah, same thing <laughs> <laughs> it's the same it's thing like then um, I'm like, not gonna lie I've been one of those guys at a NASCAR race before yeah. like forty <laughs> some cars blasting past you and like you're yelling like anybody can hear or see you going two hundred miles an hour <laughs> you said but you pit, think you did it you said pitmaster now I want to talk about is our favorite barbecue we need to do that top five <laughs> I mean I'm just saying at some point. No, I'd say as a parent. Pitmaster is a great name, by the way, because you go into, you go to pits, right? You go into the pits. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. As a parent, that I don't would bother you say me. Master anymore, though. Um, people oh, yelling no, obscenities. You can't. As a fan, sometimes, and not even in professional games, if I go to a middle school basketball game locally, I have a hard time not speaking up when yeah. things aren't going. Like, if player safety isn't being valued and things like that, but you know, I would rather the the players be highlighted and not focus on the fans. Um, you you do umpiring right for baseball for little league sports. No, it's Nick. Nick, I've Nick coached. Oh, you, I've so been the one yelling coach. at Nick. Yeah, yeah. We coached. So the Nick Nick's talked about the um, the umpiring situations, and it's not very fun when parents kind of take it too far. I have a story. So I umpired. I'd like to umpire here, but they only do training on Sundays and Wednesdays, which as a minister makes that impossible. Yeah. Basically, great timing. Um. Which is whatever. We're not going to get into that. But um, I umpired in Tennessee where I was a youth minister and um, some of the kids in my youth group played in the league and one of their dads, one of the dads of kids in my youth group was a coach. Mm-hmm. And there's only two of us. Um, there's only two umpires. And, um, you know, the, the situationally, like I was supposed to be covering the first and second and I needed, and home plate needed to cover home and third. Mm-hmm. And um, the coach who was a dad of a kid in my youth group and his son was at second base and uh there was a hit in the infield the kid runs a second they throw it to third um it's home plate umpire's call and it was a bang bang play super close and the home plate umpire looks at me for the call and i'm like that's <laughs> not my call like i'm that's not my call i'm in between Second and first. Yeah, not the farthest my, you can get away. Yeah, this is not my call. And so, like, we, we like, come together, and the home plate umpire's like, home plate umpire's like, that's you. And I'm like, no, it's not. I should not be making this call. And he goes, no, it's on you. And he's talking loud enough to where everyone can hear it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I did not see it. Like, that's not, like, I heard-ish. Yeah. It seemed, it looked like the ball got there before the kid did. And he was like, well, if that's what you think, then, like, you need to call him <laughs> out. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't. I was like, I don't think that's how that works. And he's like, no, no, no. We're just, I was like, you should, you should just call him out if you saw the ball get there first. I'm like, this isn't going to go. Yeah, you're falling on this sword, buddy. And <laughs> so, and but the, like, he made me call it. So like, yeah. I called the kid out, and the dad went livid. Like, he lost his mind. He's coming out. He's cussing me. He's cussing me out. Yeah. You know, and I can't, obviously, I can't say anything he said, but he is, he is so angry. 
And this is just a regular little league baseball game. It wasn't a championship game. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just a regular, regular season game. Now this is on a Thursday. He comes to Sunday. He comes Sunday and is like, <laughs> "Hey, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I like I had to throw him out of the game. By the way, yeah. Like, oh you wow. Can't, you can't come cuss at me. You can't come cuss the umpires. Like league policy. Like you're automatically thrown out if you cuss. Well, if you're thrown out of a, a game in that situation, is that something that you can d- get dif- disfellowship from a church for? I thought about it. Um, no, I mean like at the I, local leagues, if you get kicked out here, I believe you actually have to miss like at least a couple games. They might even like take you off as the coach. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a it, it was an it was a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to make the call, but like at the end of the day, like somebody had to. It somebody had to. Unfortunately, it ended up being me, and it, it's whatever. But like it was a, like he came. He's really apologetic. Yeah. Like like the man's crying actually. Yeah. Like he's crying, and it was it was. It was humbling. Have you considered therapy? Uh, for him, maybe. Everybody for, threw their no, post game snacks at you. No, it was it was a uh, it was interesting. I mean, it's <laughs> funny because the team like I called him out. That team ended up winning by like seven. So yeah. like it's whatever. Yeah. But like sports and passion, they go together. Tell and, your kid to be faster next time, and it won't be a close call. Right? Don't make it a <laughs> don't make it a close call. Um, but we're gonna so we're not actually gonna do a draft today. Um, no. Which for what some are, of you that might be pretty pretty. Uh, we're gonna try to mix it up every now and then. Want to give kudos, credit to the individual who gave us this, Renee. The next would be, I mean, James, it would be your wife, Renee. Mm, okay. Um, she listens? She, apparently. She um, is one of our biggest fans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she gives us advice, which is great. Yeah. I mean, constructive criticism, I'm here for it. Apparently. We have. We yeah. have a couple people who send us texts every once in a while and say, hey, here's a review. Yes. If you want to give reviews, Roman will give his phone number at the end of this. Thing. No, I will not. I will absolutely not do I that. I will not give my phone number. I will number. 100% not do that. But no, you thank can, you, Renee, though. You can email us, though, at um, churchleaguepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at churchleaguepod. Just throwing that out there. Come hang out. Say nice hello. plug there. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Got to pay the bills. We're gonna we're gonna do a uh, star bench cut, and I'm gonna give you guys a few options for okay. for, for several different things. We're kind of gonna look at a lot of free agents here, um, also some teams. Look at some of the trades that have happened and how this maybe it's affected some teams. So I'm gonna give you guys three options. You got to start one, you got to cut one, you got to bench one, um, and we're gonna start with the NFL uh, because right. the amount of free agent running backs that are pretty high profile is kind of crazy um, this off season, and. Um, we're gonna start with uh, we'll start with the lower end, then we'll get we'll go we'll go higher. Okay. Uh, but, uh, we're gonna start with David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and Jamal Williams. Um, David Montgomery is the main yeah. running back for the Chicago Bears. Miles Sanders is, I guess, the the main guy for yeah. Philly, and Jamal Williams is kind of a co-running back with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he would have been he, he would have been the second running back under Swift, but proven he was proven to be the main he guy. He definitely got in fantasy very touchdown um dependent. dependent, but he got a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. So, um start bench cut David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams. Who you guys we'll go with who you guys going to cut? David Montgomery. Really? Yeah. David Montgomery. James, I think who you who you cut out of that? I'll probably cut him as well. I had the unfortunate uh, experience of having him on a fantasy team. <laughs> ah, and yeah, Fields did not let him touch the ball. That's right. So you said so top annoying. running back. The top running back for the Bears is Justin Fields. Technically, yeah. Just but, put him in the backfield and just let him do right. his thing. Okay, so and and I I say cut because there's a shelf life for running backs, and Montgomery's is about it at its end. He, peaked, he does get a lot he of touches. In Green Bay. It is is impressive, yeah. like how many like you guys say that like Justin Fields is the main running back, like. He averages like twenty touches a game. David Montgomery does. Like the guy 
gets the load, the workload. He just doesn't actually do anything. Right. And then when they get to the goal line, he's on the bench. So in yes. past years, Montgomery is he's the bell cow, right? You want yes. you want a running back on your team that you know is going to get twenty plus ca- carries. Yeah, and you're just not going to be splitting time with like Pollard and Zeke or other guys, right? But when Fields comes in and then they actually let Fields cook, they let him play. Sure. He he was very effective in the run. So in the past, without Fields, Montgomery was the guy. Yeah, but I just I feel like Montgomery, you get a, you get a few years into the league, and at a certain point, they're kind of done, and I think we're going to see less and less of him. All right, so. Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, who are you benching? I'm Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. James. I say Sanders. Sanders. Okay. I mean, yeah. why Jamal I, Williams? Jamal Williams because I think Swift is is possibly just as good, and Sanders, um, the Eagles are a little more reliant upon him. They're they're a complex running offense, so um, Hertz runs yeah. some, but he's not like Fields where you kind of have to rely upon him. And Hertz is more valuable when Sanders is good. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott and some of those other guys that they have are, yeah. are good at certain positions or certain times of the game. But I think Sanders is still needed to at least be um, an expected choice for the defense to kind of create that conflict. James, you have – that means you have – Jamal Williams is your one? Or did you bench Jamal Williams? I can't remember what you said. No, Jamal Williams then. Yeah. Okay. Well, out of those three guys, so it's not a not a great selection here. <laughs> it but, is uh, right, it's fair. Not the greatest selection. Yeah, these guys are gonna be a flex. Which is okay. I mean, like it's best. I mean, but like the reality is they're they're all like these guys have gotta be I mean, they're top ish running backs in the league. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, if yeah, your yeah. fantasy team is relying upon one of those three guys to carry you, you're in trouble. I'm just waiting for the next uh great Lions running back. That's what I'm waiting on. Well, you speak of the greats. Uh, Barry Sanders, greatest all-time Lions running back. Can we say that? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Jamal Williams scored more touchdowns this year than I think Barry Sanders. He broke the record that Barry Sanders has set. So yeah. Um, Jamal yeah. Williams, by the way, is a giant nerd, and it's really funny yeah. to watch. Like it's so funny. He's like super in to like anime and uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. and it is. It's pretty. He also gave a really great little little clip of him like crying, and then. He like immediately like backed it up by being like kind of gangster. I don't, it was yeah. funny. It was funny because he's not even. It doesn't matter. Well, I'll right. say of the three, Jamal Williams, I picked him up on waivers this year in fantasy football. Yeah, and was able to trade him off for something else. Something way better, probably. Probably, um, but um, I think he overachieved compared to the other two for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So now the the people we really want to talk about: Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Starbench cut. Who are we going to cut between? Those three, Jacobs, Barkley, and Pollard. Who's getting cut? I'm probably cutting Saquon. No way. No <laughs> way. Come on. There's no way you actually believe that. Now, listen. He was like the number one running back in the league. No, Josh Jacobs was. So he's on that list. So you can't put Saquon above him. You put Tony Pollard above Saquon Barkley? As potential. Oh. To- now, listen. Tony Pollard had flashes. Now, he's injured. So it's, it is a, that is a yeah. hot take, right? Um, but Tony Pollard is they have he hasn't been paid yet, so he's gonna run hard for sure. a contract year. And so I mean, I don't care about these players on their teams. I don't care about the Cowboys or um the Giants necessarily. I cheer for the Giants because my college roommate's a Giants fan. So like I don't I don't really care. I'm t- if I'm looking at it from a fantasy fantasy perspective, if this is my team, I'm staying away from Saquon because his time is ending at some point. And if I can cut him and save that money on the salary cap. I'm doing it. So Josh Jacobs is the best running back of that group, and Tony Pollard has the most potential. Somebody's got to go. Sorry, Saquon. He had one good year, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and it was the last year. One good so year. So right now? 
Oh man, that's crazy. All right, go ahead. I can't believe we're cutting. I'm uh, I'm starting Barkley. Thank you. Yeah. No. Who you cutting? Well, who you gonna cut? Uh, That's tough. Um, let's cut Tony Pollard. That's all things Cowboys can get out of here. You know, that's just terrible. I agree. Yeah. I agree, but he's gonna be the main guy. They're probably gonna move on Zeke. I have a feeling they're gonna move on Zeke, and I know that's not a free agent discussion, but they're gonna figure that out somehow. Yeah. Well, I saw a headline the other day. They were saying he has little value, not much left in the tank. So, do they? Are they? Are you telling me that you think the Cowboys are gonna sign Tony Pollard? Or do you think Tony Pollard's going to go somewhere else? I think they're going to keep Tony Pollard. Mm. Potential. And I think Saquon played great this last year because yeah. it's a contract year. So you And start, after a contract year, these players get their money and they're done. So you start Josh Jacobs. Yep, I'm starting Josh Jacobs. Wow. I'll just bench Jacobs. You're going to bench, yeah. Yeah, and then that cut is, Tony. No, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not drafting Josh Jacobs next year for fantasy football unless he's coming to me as my second or third string running back because well, yeah. I think he's going to get paid and he's going to be done. Well, it depends also who the quarterback is, I think. Right. Um, which is we're gonna, but which is next. Let's not forget, Saquon, the last two years, we were wondering if he was done. Yeah, he came he back. He had a great year this year. He came back and said, I am. Didn't uh, Jacobs ruin your fantasy season with like an 80-yard run at the yeah, end of the game? Yeah, he did. He did. He ruined yeah. it. Um, <laughs> your draft didn't do that? Let me tell you, man. No, my <laughs> draft was phenomenal. Um, actually, no, Carson's draft was phenomenal. Um, he, It doesn't matter. And then it made Corey's team great. It did. No, um, what made my team great is drafting your namesake, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, so uh, we got three <laughs> quarterbacks um, who – have potential to go in places that would really make a difference in, I think, the the landscape of the the power rankings of the NFL. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Lamar Jackson. Um, interested on start bench cut yeah. for those guys. Um, who are you guys cutting out of those three? Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Let's Lamar let James Jackson. go first this time. James, who are you going to cut first? That's a tough one, man. Um, I'm going to cut Carr. Yeah. I just he hasn't shown us much of anything. I mean, he's had some some flashes, but I I don't. He's just he's another car, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, Dick. Just sorry. your average old so, Honda. So you ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to cut Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Yeah. I don't want the quarterback to be, um, a drama queen or drama king or however yeah. you want to say it. I don't want the quarterback to be, um, petty. I want him to be a leader of men. I think Derek Carr is a great person. Yeah. Um, not the best quarterback in that list. No. Right? But he's going to play hard, and he's not going to be sandbagging because of his contract or refusing to throw to certain players because they didn't catch the ball once. And Aaron Rodgers, to me, I don't know. He may just hold a team hostage and not play. So I just I don't want that on my team. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I'm going to cut Derek, um, Aaron Rodgers. So you don't want your quarterback to be a host of Jeopardy is what you're saying? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> want him to be on some random podcast talking poorly about the organization or other players. And I don't want him eating mushrooms or whatever he's doing <laughs> and coming back and he's having just these enlightened right, moments. Man. I need him to be focused on football. He's enlightened, though. And, and he, I want him talking about coming back and winning Super Bowls instead of MVPs. Yeah. Because MVP mean, is a single-person award, and that seems like what he cares about. Well, if he, right, yeah. he's the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Yeah. So of the teams who could pick up Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if any of them would want to deal with his mess where Derek Carr could potentially put out. I think if you looked at Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr this last year or the last couple years, they're pretty comparable. Aaron Rodgers is better. Yeah. He's been an MVP. I mean, far less But Derek Carr is, is manageable, and I think he's a hard player. I'm not – 
not going to start Derek Carr, but I'm not, I'm going to bench Aaron Rodgers just so because. So who's who are you guys starting? Who are you starting? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I'd have to say Lamar probably just for the athletic abilities. Even even through injury and yep. the lack of accuracy in the pocket, mm. he's more accurate than I think he's given credit for, and he plays hard. Ask me that again next season. Yeah, but that's the we'll, problem, yeah. though. I think that he plays hard, and then he he just he's just another RG three at some point. I mean, like ah, uh, let's give him a little more credit than that. He's I mean, don't get me wrong. He is like, he is significantly better than RG three. I but, say that from a uh, former Commanders guy. So, <laughs> but I mean, like he he has the all the upside. Yeah, but. We, other than Michael Vick, what running quarterback has really worked out in the NFL? Michael Vick and Steve Young, he ran a lot. But I mean, like, other you're than not going to mention Cordell Stewart. <laughs> he was just running the buffet. Like, I don't really like. I mean, like, other than those two guys, who were like really dual threat quarterbacks, and I mean, like, because they ran a fair amount. Yeah. Like Lamar Jackson is bound for injury. Yeah. And how how many more? Big hits can he take? I mean, we saw Cam Newton, who is a who standing next to Lamar Jackson was like a giant. Yeah. Um, well, with these injuries, does he smarten up and you know off seasons kind of prep a little bit for in in the pocket kind of action? I hope so. I, I mean, you have to if you want to stay around, right? Like, I want him to be a better passer. Yeah. Because then that's like the complete package. Yeah. I mean, he's got an arm. I mean, he does. it's, it's no, there. Throw it I mean, for sure. I, just, I don't know. I just don't think that as of right now. Uh, he's going to have to show this coming season that he can stand in the pocket and make good passes, good, yeah. accurate passes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now we're going to transition back into the the NBA a little bit. Um, and we're not going to necessarily go on players because we're looking at trades that kind of happened that have maybe changed the landscape a little bit. I'm going to give you guys three teams specifically who I think have... Um, in- NFL, QBR for 2022. Oh. <laughs> Nine, Lamar Jackson. 14, Derek Carr. 26, Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, he's throwing to a, one, like one Christian Watson who decided to play really well the last four because, games of the season. Because he had to get paid, and he cared more about himself and his team. So that's partially his fault. Hey, who is Lamar Jackson throwing it to? Um, he was hurt the last five games so of the season. I'm just saying that I think we, as we talk about it, as we think about it, because what we expect to see or maybe what um, what's – traditionally been sort of put out there for a quarterback. Um, the stats tell us that we're absolutely wrong, which is interesting. Um, and, and the stats may be skewed based on certain things, right? But I think Carr is pretty steady, and Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers, depending year to year, um, he's kind of up and down. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be, yeah. It'll, I don't know. Well, you've done a great job of making these very challenging. Give Lamar some love. That's what mm, He's going to have to do something more for me. Um, like win an MVP? I don't know. No, no, no. Well, MVP is an individual thing that doesn't matter, right? Right. It's a team sport. So, yeah, but if you asked him what was most important, he's trying to win Super Bowls. Right. I Aaron would agree with that. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. I mean, Rogers cares more about his man bun. I mean, like, I'm not a Rogers fan. I just think that he's for, got a nice man bun, though. For if we're winning games, not for a team. Like, I, as a team, like, no, I pick Lamar Jackson. But if I want to win games, and I already have the wide receivers and the O line. It's going to be really hard not to play yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, he played an entire season this year, and they didn't make the playoffs. And Lamar played part of a season and won enough for his team to make the playoffs without him. Right, without him. Because yeah. that's how good the team was. Right. They didn't need him. But they didn't win in the playoffs without him. That's for sure. I mean, What's the next topic? <laughs> they had a Pro Bowl. They had a Pro yes. Bowler in um, Huntley. 
get out of here. He's I a think pro that was a, I mean, that was come a type. On, the backup was a pro bowler. I mean, geez, what do we <laughs> get again? Hey, speaking of before we get off NFL, did y'all see there was a uh, thing that J.J. Watt sent out that he's still getting messages to getting uh, tested for steroids? That's hilarious. Because he hasn't like officially filed his paperwork. D- DK Metcalf got got oh. a, a random test after the dunk after the um, All Star game. Yeah, did that's you hilarious. see him? Yeah. I, would, I would ask him to pee in a cup too. I mean, dude was. <laughs> there was also a viral video of him that went out that yeah. was fake that that he jumped like like six feet in the air or something to catch a football and it was obviously fake. But there were some people that were like, "Is that real?" Yeah. Like, Come on, yeah. like seriously, like there's no way that's guys. People are very gullible. Um, all right, NBA. I'm gonna give you guys three teams okay. that have ch- that I think um, have changed enough because of off-season activity or have been affected by off-season activity enough that I want to hear you guys hear your thoughts on star bench cut. Okay. Um, one is the Suns, obviously the addition of KD um, and the loss of Mikhail Bridges. Um, the Dallas Mavericks with adding Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Um, and then the Boston Celtics, who not necessarily had a whole lot of trades happening, but the East got significantly worse yeah. because of the offseason. And so, right. like, it'd be interesting to see your thoughts on who you would start bench cut with the Suns, the Mavericks, and the Celtics. So who are we going to cut out of those three teams? I'm cutting the Mavs. Right. Wow. Yeah. Same. I, I don't think. Wow. No way. I just you don't two know. Two of the best. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Then. I mean, you that, have I'm two. I'm here. I'm interested. That you is accurate. They are two of the best, but yes. I don't see them working together. Like it's just too much yeah. of the same Fair. going on. Like, and even if they do work together, they have two of the best, but they don't have a supporting cast. Okay. Like I. I Who's I, the fu- who 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 are the Suns supporting cast? Well, they have three, three or four of the best players. Four. I mean, agency is a is a legitimate conversation Aiden, for being Booker, a very Paul, high level Durant. center. How old is Paul going to be? How long are we going to consider Paul? But he's but he's a good guy to have around if you're trying to make a run. Like he's a veteran. I mean, okay, all right. Don't so let him shoot the ball. Right, so but we're the Mavs. Who who are we starting then? Boston Celtics. I am starting Boston as well. I'd okay. put I'd put the Suns on the bench till next year. Let them kind of if that's yeah. if that plan sticks around. Let yeah. them have some time together. That's, I like that's that. That's a better a option. I think it. I think Celtics last year got to the point where they learned a lot, and I think this year they can put it together. Yeah, their bench is incredible. They played um, what Giannis and the Bucks the other day without their starters. We talked about this last week, and yeah. they almost won. So um, they're just a better team all around, and they have um, all star potential in that. And they got two all stars that played there in the all star game against each other. So mm. I think the Suns are going to take a little time to work that out, and I think they have more potential. To um, than the Mavericks do, but yeah, long run, I'd probably say Suns, but this season, uh, yeah, Celtics. I would say Suns definitely if um, Chris Paul had ever proven that he could win when it matters, stay healthy, right? So we haven't been to that place yet. Yeah, he he has not proven that he can make a deep playoff run in a healthy way. And you think the Celtics, you you would think with the coaching drama that they had at the beginning of the year that that would be a setback? Not at all. No, I think their front office. Is um, but they say Brad Stevens is a great coach. He's even better in the yeah. front office, and that I think that means a lot. It does mean a lot. Now that now there are other teams out there. I think the Jazz are going to be good eventually. Danny Ainge does a great job, but um, I don't know. I just I like what the Mavs do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Mark Cuban fan, but they're just I don't think they're a couple pieces short. If I took the Mavs out and um, I put in the Nuggets, 
does that change your the way that change your all's thoughts? Yeah, I'm cutting the Suns. Wow, that's interesting. Because the Nuggets are just like um, to me, like Boston. They've been there. They're healthy. They yeah. got Murray back. Jokic is incredible, and they got a good supporting cast. And they're going to be tough to beat. There's going to be some really good series, um, especially in the Western Conference. But um, I know they're going to be some good series in the in the playoffs. I will say with the Suns, though, it's going to be interesting in uh, the long haul to see how Devin Booker handles this because he's been alone for so long. Yeah. Right. How is he going to, you know, where's he going to fit in? And we're talking about Chris Paul staying healthy. When's the last time Kevin Durant played? <laughs> it's been a minute. And he hasn't yet even played a game with them. So you're going to have to prove that to me, too. And then he cannot well, tear his It's warmer out there. A little less, uh, not as cold on his no bones humidity. out there, you know? No humidity. No humidity, right. Yeah. There's never n- none. Um, all right. Well, you know, we're, we're talking about Phoenix. It's where um, spring one of the spring trainings is. Mm-hmm. Been to a few of those games. Pretty exciting. I bought my yearly um, spring training hat from the Cardinals. It's a good-looking hat. If you yeah, haven't seen it, there. go check it out. Spring training hat. I will say the spring training hats this year are actually pretty solid yeah. all around. It doesn't get much redder than that. Um, it does not get much it redder. It is weird. <laughs> the Cardinal is is kind of showing its tail to us, so I don't it know what is. that means. Well, it's kind of aggressive move. A little shake-your-tail-feather kind of action. Right. Um, take that as you will. I don't even know what I just said. Um, all right, so we're, <laughs> You we're sound gonna, like my grandfather. I want to give you guys a couple <laughs> baseball teams. Um, and just from potential for this coming season, right? Um, there's we're going to look at some, um, you know, large market teams, and we're going to look at some mid, small market ish teams. Thank you. Um, and uh, I think you know it's important to have both those conversations. Uh, but we'll start with the larger, the larger market teams, um, and they're all I think solid. I think all these teams have a chance to do well um, to I think they all have potential in a World Series mm-hmm. um, so we'll start with the the larger market teams with the Dodgers the Astros and the Yankees um, from those three teams and you just start bench cut Dodgers Astros Yankees and please don't do it from ju- I mean actually you know whatever you want to be personally biased <laughs> that's fine go ahead um, Dodgers Astros Yankees who are you guys cutting first cutting who are you cutting James Dodgers Astros Yankees uh, I'm cutting the Astros Wow. And, and that is just on a personal <laughs> level. I, I do not like the Astros. I don't like anything about them. We're never doing this segment ever again. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, there it is. He's cutting the, the trash can bangers. I am. There it is. is. so crazy. <laughs> they are a good team, but I have no love for them. No love. There's way too much personal bias now. I should have taken that away. <laughs> yeah. I'm cutting the best team in baseball. I take, baby. I'm cutting the Yankees. Yeah. And some of that is personal. But some of that is they're just – I still think they're a couple pieces away. Yeah. I think some of their pieces are going to start fading. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, I, I just don't think he's as good as he used to be. And I don't think Judge can do what he did last year and then pitching. So it'll be interesting. In the Yankees, that market is very difficult to not be at a high level yeah. and not feel that pressure. So the Yankees cut. Well, all right. Well, who are we starting? I'm starting the Astros. And we can't start the Astros over here. So <laughs> because they're garbage. Who are, <laughs> who are you starting? I'm going to start the Yankees. Oh, my Starting God. the Yankees, benching the uh, Dodgers. The Dodgers? Yeah. What is happening with the podcast? The Dodgers are, uh, th- dude, they're all very good teams. They are. <laughs> you make this tough. So I have to say something stupid every once in a while. It may not be stupid. We're going to look back at this and be like, re- wow, you're spot on. The reality of baseball could, is, could be exactly what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just I think it's the Yankees here. They got so many 
mm. pieces to the puzzle there. I yeah. think if it's not this year, then it's you know it's done. Right. So they have. I mean, I think they all know that they have to make a push. The Dodgers. I mean, they're a very good team as well. Uh, you know, they've had their their shot at it. I just. I honestly think it's more likely to be a mid level. Yeah. Than the than the pressure that's on those three teams. Right. Because the Yankees, if they don't start out hot. They'll be yeah. lucky to even keep this team together. The Astros, they if they don't start out hot, they're going to keep that team together because they're proven winners, right? So they have less pressure. And the Dodgers, man, they have they're they spend more money than most third world economies yeah. on the Dodgers baseball team. Well, they can because everybody yes. goes. So it's that's disgusting, but at the same time, it's real. I think there's a lot more pressure on those two squads. But I I, w- I would say that I wouldn't be surprised to see a mid level team. But I, I typically like my second baseman to be able to uh, walk on to roller coasters. I don't know that he can make that. So when they go to Disney World, he can't go. He is Jose Altuve is very small. He's a small small man, um, but he hits home runs. He hits home runs. How I don't how I don't know. I, he, no his, bat actually, speed. No, his bat is actually like. He used like a thirty-six inch bat, yeah, which man. is what two inches. Like, it is mad. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy. That's insane. I know. He's got. That's taller than he is. He, <laughs> um, all right. So now I'm going to give you some. I mean, the reality is these these next three teams have very serious fan bases who care a lot. Um, probably of the city, the cities that they're in. Um, two of them. This is definitely the sport that people care the most about. Um, the other one. Nah. Um, but they've had a lot of success recently. I'm so glad you're mentioning so. the Reds. We're not. <laughs> Actually, no. I dude. think this part is where yes. I go to the bathroom real we quick. Said, I'm we not. said mid. <laughs> um, mid-level team. Cincinnati is way at the bottom. They like are. Like 10 they are. In that city. They are. Um, all right. So the Atlanta Braves, the mm-hmm. St. Louis Cardinals, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, mm-hmm. All solid programs. All are successful um, and have been successful more recently for sure. Um, and uh, I think that they're all in like mid-level markets um, though their teams, though their fan bases, I mean, are pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty big um, for where they are. So, of the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Phillies, uh, who are you guys cutting? Well, hold on, let's go back. There's nothing pretty about anything Philadelphia. There so. is fair. There is. The, that, but they were one of those Philadelphia teams that made it to the mountaintop and lost. Came so in they second. were. They yeah. came in second. So. I hope they continue to do that every year. Okay, so. I, 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 All right, star bench cut. Who are you guys cutting? <coughs> Braves, Cardinals, Phillies. Um, I'm gonna cut the Braves. Oh, no, okay. It's tough. I mean, these teams yeah. are the same sort of scenario. Yeah. Um, and I think Philly went there last year. They got hot. Um, they did not start well, and so they were yeah. uh, definitely finished well. Um, the Braves had to pay some players, had to lose some players. It's gonna take them a bit to figure it out. Um, the divisions are a little more. Um, challenging. I think um, I got to cut somebody, and if I cut the Cardinals, I'm just we're gonna lose. We're gonna go off the wheels, off the <laughs> rails here. So. Listen, guys, it wouldn't be that crazy. He immediately no, ends but the podcast. if you put any three teams up, and the Cardinals are one of those teams, I can't say that the Cardinals are ever gonna be the bottom team because they right. care and they they don't give up on a season. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm cutting the Braves. All right, James. I'm cutting Philly. Cutting Philly. Yeah. Is I mean, hundred percent personal. Personal. <laughs> yeah, personal. <laughs> That's fair, though. I mean, like, the reality is you could cut any of these teams. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, But you can also start any of these teams, I think. Which I don't is think any part. three of these teams are going to give up on the season. No. But, but they all start break. I think they're all going to be in a position to have a chance. Um, the Phillies proved that last year. And I think any three of these teams, if they get hot, could win it all. Yeah. Because their organizations care. So, yeah. So, uh, What about start? Who are we starting in these three teams? 
Hmm. I don't know who I'd start. Yeah. I'm going uh, to start probably... the Cardinals um, because I know about the Cardinals. And, and not that I, you know, if I was going to also, if I was going to cut one, it would it would be Philly. Yeah. Um, not because I hate Philly, but I just yeah. think that they didn't do enough in the offseason to make their team any better. Um, I think the Cardinals, um, honestly, like, love, love Yadier Molina. We needed a bat. And Wilson Contreras is that for us. Yeah. Um, I think if we're healthy in our rotation, um, our starting pitching is just as good as anybody else in the league. If we're healthy, which yeah. is a giant if, um, and you got some old guys in that, but pitchers I, pitchers get better with age. It's just right crazy. I mean, Adam Wainwright yeah. is. I mean, this is last season. I will go watch him pitch in person this year. Yeah, um, it's crazy to think. That, I mean, like this is his. Is this his nineteenth year in the league? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's that's a lot. Um, but I think that we've done enough in the off season. I didn't. We didn't do everything I wanted. I'm still worried about shortstop, but I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. It's one of the most important positions in the field. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, we Tommy Edmonds going to transition into shortstop, um, and which is fine. But I think that you know he's not necessarily the bat that we're looking for in that spot. But it doesn't matter. But yeah. I, I think that um, I would start. I would start the Cardinals. I'm probably going to start the Phillies just because they were there last year, and I know it's close all around. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm if I could, I would have started the Reds, but you know, whatever. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win their first game of the year and I'm gonna shout from the mountaintops they're going undefeated. You should. I think I'm gonna go ahead and start the old Braves. There you go. Really? Yeah. I mean they lost Swanson, but you still have Albies, Azuna, um Acuna. They yeah. got, they still got a good team. They, they got they got team. good pitching. Yeah. Now I don't know how deep they are. You know, he I'm not I'm not a Braves fan. So Hakuna Matata, baby. No worries. We're starting the Braves. Can you, yeah, there you, you go. Just say that, I don't think. Yeah, no, you probably can. They probably do in the stadium. They it's absolutely fun. do, hundred yeah. percent. Like that should be his walk-up music, by it the should way. Be. Like, yeah, it's probably it's probably not. How's that sound? Be. Can you sing that song? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm congested. Like you never. I mean, like who knows? There could be voice crack. I can't have that on the internet. Yeah, yeah, but it looks like they. I mean, they they made some decent moves on pitching. I mean, so that's that's a good start there. I mean, yeah, I'd say of all the all these um, start bench cut, that's probably the one that's the closest. Yeah, and the rest of them we were kind of definite. Some we agreed upon. I think this one we were split. Um, we're so opinionated that you threw your opinion on a question you asked us, so I appreciate yeah, well, that. Well, some of us, some of us are cutting <laughs> Saquon Barkley, so I mean, like I am. Hey, get at me at the end of the year and well, see where I'm at. All on mine that. are 100. Hey, personal, you know what? So. If we're talking, <laughs> James, I don't actually care. About if stats. we're talking fantasy football, um, when your name's on that trophy, you can tell me how I should manage my yeah, team. Whatever. I want you to have this one season without trading Carson Ross. One season. Well, what happens. Carson rode that eight hours to and from Winterfest with me, so we have already got it figured out. No, whatever. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. We're not having that. Trust me. I'll, I'll have a personal Bible study with Carson Ross to ensure <laughs> that he knows. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I think um, any anytime you talk about free agents or baseball off season, any anytime you talk about off season or trades or, or the makeups of different teams, um, it's interesting to see like where people view like whether people teams got better, worse, they stayed the same, uh, you know, everything. For, and it's it's interesting how like you can look at how trades happen for each league, and I, I'm interested to know which which like MLB, NFL. NBA, which one you all think does it the best? Um, Trades, yeah, like how they how they handle that, how they manage it, like media wise, how how it goes down. Personally, I think the NBA there's more hype around it. Yes, yeah. but I also yeah. think the NBA is more in tune with social media and their mm -hmm. fans than any other. Yeah, the NBA during their off season and they they trade the big trades during the season too. Yeah, but um, they have their 
they have their own season. It's funny when the NBA isn't playing, they can still captivate the entire world with just yeah. some of their off-season stuff. And the NFL does that as well. But, um, yeah, I think the NBA does the best job. And then I'd say NFL second. Yeah. Baseball's tough because you just – even though you can see the players, um, NBA, I think, visually being able to see these players and they're not – under a mask or under a helmet or whatnot. Right. Uh, maybe you're a little more attached to them. But baseball's tough because they have so many global players that maybe you don't know them as well. Yeah. And you didn't cheer for them. And you're not cheering for them in college baseball necessarily, where yeah. in, in March Madness, I'm watching these players. And Steph Curry's story at Davidson is one that, yes, I'm definitely following in the NBA. And I think he's one of the most popular players in the league because of those two factors. I think he also is, I can go play pickup basketball. Like, I can go, like, we did, the, James and I, we did this morning. Yeah. And we went and played basketball. You all played ball without me? Oh, shocker. <laughs> um, Corey gets invited every time. I want everybody to know. Hey. He chooses. I'm still, I'm still um, nursing a knee injury. I mean, you couldn't on. fit your ankle brace on your knee? Come on, Kawhi. Like, how much load management? At 5 in the morning. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> fan base, at 5 in the morning, I'm getting up at 4.30 to get over there on time. And I'm in the dark grabbing my ankle brace instead of my knee brace and trying to shove that ankle <laughs> brace on my knee. And I thought, how much weight have I gained that I can't get this knee brace on? I realized real quick, this <laughs> is not the game for me anymore. You can play baseball by yourself. You I used to do that as a kid. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there isn't, like, you, <laughs> there is no, like, I'm going to go just, like, this Sandlot is a you know, is like a fairy tale. Yeah. I mean, like there is no like, oh, me and my friends are going to go play pickup baseball. Like, yeah, that, you got to get like 20 guys together. Yeah. It's organized. I don't even know that many people. It, right. Is, I don't want to know that many people. It's like an, <laughs> it is an organized sport. Now, there are there there are like throw the ball up and who can catch it. Football does that too. You can't yeah. really play pickup football. Right. You could do it with eight guys maybe, four on four, yeah. but it's kind of lame. You got to have like some sort of like, like party or something happening for right. that to kind of be a thing. At any moment, you could go to like a park that has – Goals and there could be people there and anybody like oh let's play threes or whatever like that's a that is a reality and so I think like they 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 have the luxury of a sport that allows like our culture accepts and just does like we it is it's set up for us to be able to do it whenever we it, feel yeah like it. it's one ball yep that's it and soccer I think is one of the reasons why globally it's so popular yeah you can get one ball out there and people can play yeah. where it takes so much equipment to play most sports yeah that um, it's accessible to all people well have you if if you see enough shoot us shoot I'm speaking of right. Roman and myself why would you not play you know right lights out well I mean we, I'm, <laughs> I was in Haiti once playing soccer with a group of kids at a children's home yeah and a dog came in and grabbed the ball and immediately popped it. Oh god! It was the only ball we had. Yeah. And everyone looked around. Then this kid climbs <laughs> Who up. Kills the, the dog. No, for real. This kid. <laughs> this kid climbs up the tree, grabs a grapefruit. Yeah. And we played soccer with the grapefruit. There you go. And wow. then we kept playing. I mean, the the, the they didn't skip a beat. That's, That's what awesome. we're gonna do. And then we played with a grapefruit. Did you go buy them another ball? No, we didn't have it. I mean, we're in Haiti. Good luck finding another ball. And we weren't we weren't we weren't in Port au Prince. We were oh, in Cap Haitian. Okay. We were on the other side. So there I mean there was you weren't no finding a store. No. So now we've we've shipped in Christmas gifts, the Magi boxes in there, so those kids are getting balls. I remember one year we had speaking of Magi deliveries, we did a town where every kid that was like thirteen and up in yeah. that one town got a baseball glove and a ball. Oh, wow. We like created a team. Yeah, you did. Because we were going through all these these um gifts and we were like, how do we give one nice baseball glove to a kid in a town yeah. and no one else gets it? And we looked at our list and we was like, hey, we got enough 
ball gloves for this whole town to get. That's super cool. So if that if they end up going to the league, I expect to shout out one. Little day. did you know they were, they were all lefties. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, learn how to play right-handed, folks. But uh, no, I, I think soccer. You know, you can figure it out even if you don't have the right equipment, and you see that all over the world. So yeah. Um, well, hey, uh, I appreciate talking about sports, even when I think that you make the most ridiculous um, decisions or whatever um however it's always fun talking about sports <laughs> i appreciate the the ability to disagree and laugh and have a good time um and i'm sure that we'll do it next week um thanks for listening uh and we'll see you guys in the next one